0: So when the Pope came to Central America and everyone was trying to make signs for him, they said, welcome, potato.
1: Hey, guys, welcome back to A Million Little Adventures, a podcast where we can have those open and relatable conversations and share the little adventures of life. On today's podcast, we have a friend of mine, I would say, who is a fellow traveler and adventurer. She's here to share her stories and all the journeys that she's been on. Allie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Allie, I'm going to ask you this because I th- this is kind of my vibe when I first met you. The first time I met you, I don't know, you were like, oh I feel like you God. were just like Allie. Now <laughs> that I know you, you're just, that was Allie, like looking back on it because you weren't shy and I could... Already tell like you were comfortable like, asking questions. Where are you from? Like, what did you do? That kind of stuff. And those are the kind of people that I know I can like be friends with. Tell me, what did you think 100%, about me? One hundred percent. One
0: hundred percent.
1: And I think that like it's almost like
0: a fellow traveler. You almost know it instantly when you meet someone mm-hmm. just by how they carry themselves.
1: Absolutely. When you've yeah.
0: thrown yourselves into situations where you you have to be authentic and be yourself, I think it just shows up in day to day life. You're not nervous to just be who you are. And for me, honestly, I feel like I'm always so interested in finding someone else who has that passion for travel. So that's why I come with those questions. Hey, tell me about you.
1: And I wasn't like this before. Traveling like opens up so many different perspectives. I Absolutely love talking to people. I love finding out where they're from. What do they do? Like you said, like, hey, like, what did you do? Where do you travel? Like, tell me your stories, you know. I love that kind of stuff. I'm kind of like over the small talk because it's like I just want to get like right into like conversation of just like tell me who you are. Everything I agree. And
0: I think just because of how society is nowadays, people are so scared to even just ask some of those questions because they think, oh, is this gonna like people be
1: like, why are you asking me this? Why are you interested? Where I think it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have you always had a love for travel when did that start well my first trip I was eight months <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little, a little baby um,
1: Allie. <laughs>
0: yeah my parents we were going to meet all our family in the Bahamas and something happened and I was not on the connecting flight and my mom's like we can't leave an eight-month baby in Atlanta I'm sorry wait wait
1: You weren't on the okay. Tell me. I wasn't on the. I was not on the connecting flight. So when we got to Atlanta, they're like, "My parents." Oh, you mean like you're? You didn't have like a ticket? Yeah, they
0: said for some reason she's not on the connecting flight. They're like, we can't leave a baby in Atlanta. So my aunt had to like stop the plane in the door. It's like you can't leave. (laughs) My (laughs) sister's there with her baby. My parents had to run to the airport. So I think they instilled the traveler in me from very young. Oh my gosh, you knew at (laughs) eight months.
1: I'm gonna but no, I girl. think it
0: when it, I think it really hit me though, when I was in high school and I started doing a lot of volunteer work and they offered trips abroad. I was very like, I don't want to go to prom mom. I want to go and I want to do a volunteer trip. She's like, no, you can't miss your prom. This is something you'll look back on forever. And I was so adamant. No way. I am spending my summer in Kenya. Didn't oh, end wow. up happening. She convinced me to go to prom. And then I remember I was in university. I was like, no, now's the time. And then just traveling on your own at 18 years old, I was just like, this is what I enjoy. This is where I get my thrill in life. Yeah. Ended up moving abroad again. And just so this COVID
1: situation has been getting harder as each lockdown happens. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. So, like, what countries have you been to? Where have you been? What's your favorite? Oh no, that's my favorite.
0: <laughs> so I've done Kenya three times uh-huh. and I did them quite extensively. I was there a month, month and a half each time. Oh wow. Uh, I was in Ecuador for about three years. I've done Peru and I've done Mexico Wait, you were, times. You were there
1: for three years?
0: Straight? I was there for, Um, I came back for like two months in between. There was one time I came back to finish my last year of university and then I went back.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But those those are the ones I haven't ventured off into Europe and Asia and whatnot, but that's on the list.
1: Oh, see, I'm favorite? I'm like the opposite. I've done like Asia, but that's it. My goal, I know I can't. Who knows? But like, I want to at least touch like every continent. So
0: Agreed. That's my goal. But my favorite. I don't know. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people ask me, do you prefer in just regards to living abroad? Do you prefer living in Canada or did you prefer living in Ecuador? I said, like, I can't really say I like one over the other because there's just elements of whatever country said country that I prefer. And do I wish maybe um, Canada had a little bit more of like a dance culture scene, like not in like a club setting, but actual like traditional dancing, like salsa Mm -hmm. and that. Yeah, of course. I miss that, but I can't say that. I don't
1: know. I don't know. What's my favorite. I I think it's it's just,
0: I think it's just the element of being somewhere you don't know and you're
1: unfamiliar. I I love that feeling. I don't know about you. It's, it's scary, but it's, I love it. And I feel like you can, it's not just traveling. You can apply that to like anything in life, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort Um, zones
0: being pushed, but yeah. So now that I don't know if you were going to mention this, but going through my yoga certification, I feel like I've always wanted to travel to India just because that's where my grandparents are from. But now learning like the history that comes with yoga itself, that it's kind of pushing that, okay, do you know what? I think my next big trip will be to the motherland. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Wow. Yes. I know. I do want to like dive into your yoga because you know, this podcast is about like the little adventures and it could be like you said, like now you're diving into yoga. What is the proper term? I don't want to like offend. Is it like a yogi? What is yeah, a, yogi. a yogi? Yeah. A yogi so- is
0: the direct translation means an awakened person. So someone who's in tune with their mind and their body and it's all connected.
1: Okay. So now what is the stages of doing yoga versus learning it versus Teaching it. What is the the journey of of that? So for me, I guess if I go back, I actually had a love-hate
0: relationship with yoga way back when I act my I was in university and friends of mine would be like, come to yoga with us, come to yoga. So I'd be like, I'm not doing it. I don't like it. I don't like this heavy breathing, this and that. It's too quiet. I can't do it. As I was in competitive soccer. So it was something that was fast-paced first. So for me to slow down and be like very Graceful was not a thing. That's a thing of the past when I did competitive dance. I was like, no. And then uh, about two years ago, I was in the gym. I was at some class, and it it just kicked my butt. (laughs) And the next morning, I woke up. I was so sore. I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll try hot yoga. It will be like a good stretch. But it turned out to be more of a workout than the class I did the previous day. And I was like, oh, I like this. It's like a workout. So for me, that. It's doing yoga that's the physical practice I didn't know much more than just that what it is to just get on your mat and actually physically do Ooh. your sequences
1: and your postures I've tried it done it I'm not like opposed to it but it's not something that I can't really like get into but I think there's also a misconception that yoga is literally just sitting on a mat and meditating I think that's what people think yoga is so can you like explain yeah. that a little bit more
0: so now I've been in my program for two weeks and my mind is just blown. I was like, so for me, when it was just the physical practice of being out on your mat, I was like, whoa, there's a lot more to this practice. And I feel like I've gained a larger appreciation for the teachers who have gone through. I've been in university anatomy courses since being in my yoga course. We've done the history of yoga, like dating back to what it actually used to be, which is more of the meditation that you mentioned. And that's just being able to practice mindfulness and how that can now pour out into your day-to-day life whether it's small interactions with your parents or someone you pass by on the street or at work being able to take those lessons that you learned on your mat and take it out what else have we done so far we've done a lot of mythology which is kind of cool we're now starting to head in towards more nature-based so how now we can incorporate nature into yoga so it's kind of a nice fusion and I know eventually we're going to be moving into what I'm most excited about is prenatal and postnatal yoga oh wow so how that can have affect ladies who are in that stage of their life. A no, lot of people, it could be the spiritual side of mm-hmm. yoga that draws them. It could be the physical. I know for a lot of people in my program, it is the spiritual. It's something or trauma has happened in their life and they need something to slow down and gather their thoughts. Where for me, it was always the, the physical aspect. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see that yoga draws in people for different reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. I tried to meditate do yoga but then now it's still like uh, I'm back in North America where it's just it's a lot faster for sure it's it's very hard to like get into a routine of setting time aside to meditate to do yoga how have you adjusted that into your life I know that we're in a lockdown now but maybe going back to work like how will you adjust your schedule to do that
0: so The one reason actually why I ended up signing up for this course was to become more committed to my own practice. Because I feel like life does get so busy and it's so easy to be go, do you know what? I don't want to give that hour to myself. Yeah. And that's something a lot of my yoga teachers say is do you want to dedicate this one hour to yourself? Like this is your self-care for an hour. You can worry about whatever happens outside of this classroom. Like you can deal with it once we're done. Mm -hmm. So this one particular program that I'm in actually allows me to still work my full-time job I think it's something that's constant in my life right now with everything being so uncertain it's the one thing I know I can look forward to it will always be there
1: I guess if you can think about like the beauty of this pandemic and this lockdown it's, it's given people an opportunity to reevaluate or think of things that they can work on on themselves or like to help them improve look this is like now more than ever, a better time for you to do this. Like, how long is the program? So I actually I graduate on my champagne birthday,
0: September twenty oh. sixth.
1: Oh, okay, so, so that's it's our
0: graduation day. So it's, yeah, it's six months. Ooh. I'm excited, and it made it ever so more fitting that I'm like, wow, like gonna graduate on my birthday.
1: And it worked out that way, right? Because, like, had you started it later or earlier, it wouldn't have worked out that way. That's awesome. It's That's meant awesome. to be.
0: Um, no, it's good though. And I think now with the pandemic, like you were saying, like um, before we started this, like what's been going on. Now I'm home for I guess we have another four weeks or so. Mm-hmm. This coming Saturday, for my program, we're actually starting our month of sobriety. So oh. we cut out. All caffeine, all alcohol, drugs. I don't do that anyways. Um, so <laughs> Allie, tell me the truth. <laughs> I don't. And going plant-based. And then if okay. we can, cutting out refined sugar. So for me, plant-based is not as hard, but like it's the small things like I still use mayo. I still eat eggs. So to be able to go like plant-based, plant-based, I'm like, at least now I have these four weeks to actually like focus on this. The caffeine part I know is going to completely throw me for a loop.
1: Are you one of those people who need caffeine? Like I'm drinking iced coffee right now, but I don't need coffee or I I could do with the tea occasionally, but like, I don't need caffeine to wake me up. Are you one of those people? I
0: think it depends on the day. And that's what I'm happy that I'm home when I'm doing this because I can take my days a little bit slower. It's not like I need to be up by four o'clock in the morning and I have to be at work for six, like that kind of thing. I feel like that's what programmed me to be like, okay, I have to stop at Tim Hortons before I go to work. And then do this where I'm at home and I can just take my days leisurely
1: and you've yeah. never been yeah I know that you're allergic to dairy but you're you weren't like a vegetarian or anything like you were still eating no meat.
0: I still yeah I still eat meat and fish I know I did last summer I decided to out of random cut out meat but I was still eating fish
1: mm, so like what is that like a
0: pescatarian so this will be interesting and they're like try to be mindful of what you're eating so like making sure you know like where things are coming from so the other day I was actually sobbing at my computer watching about the war on avocados
1: oh my gosh (laughs) what is that a documentary yeah Netflix it's a series called
0: rotten so they have a whole bunch of episodes I just picked the avocado one because obviously I'm obsessed with avocados I already knew that there was issues with like our food industry to begin with but to like now be mindful of what I'm going to be eating for the next month or and
1: forward I'm like oh no it's a month that you're doing this the plant-based well, you know what they yeah. say, though? It's like how many days to, to develop a habit, like 21 days. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying like you're going to be like a vegan at the end of this. But oh, for sure. Maybe it helps people be more mindful of what they're putting to their bodies. Right. And that's probably like, the aim of this.
0: No, and I like it. So they like we have like a little tracker that they're like, make sure you're getting at least 10 minutes outside a day. You're practicing or meditating or drinking X amount of water. And so it's good. But
1: no will quarantine this- pounds for me. <laughs> i try to get out as much as i can like i like i said i can't sit still so question is this like your journey to like complete this course and to eventually you know like go to india someday oh my gosh that is a dream i yes. want
0: to. No, and i was like and it's because when we were actually going through like our mythology courses and like imagine being out like in a terrace in like the birthplace of yoga and actually
1: practicing i'm like oh yes that is right up my alley Oh my gosh. Tell me when you go, I will join you. Okay. (laughs) Yes, please. Oh my gosh. I know you have your own like personal goals, like in work, in your career, but is this going to complement what you're currently doing with your career or is it, could it possibly replace it? You could just go hundred percent into your practice. I
0: don't, things could change, but right now I think it will definitely be something on the side. It's almost like you've got your work life and you've got like your passion project and then the reason actually why I want to do it is not only for myself, but people like you who are always like, teach us, teach us. And I'm like, I'm not confident enough in doing that. Why would I do that? No way. I will um, be your first student. I've said this before. I For <laughs> sure. A hundred percent. And I think that is probably more what it will start out as. Mm-hmm. I don't think upon graduation, I'll be instantly looking to like teach at a studio. Mm. I think I'll start with friends and family first and then take it from there. And then if life, takes me down a path where I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, I want to teach in an actual studio a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. But that's where I think the prenatal and postnatal yoga where I think if I was to teach, I would aim my focus.
1: Now, okay, what's your advice into the first step getting into yoga? Give me advice. How do I do it? How can I include this into my everyday life
0: Honestly, I feel like me, and I know everyone's personality is different. My word of advice would be go to a studio. It could be a gym. It could be an actual yoga studio. Take a beginner's class, roll at your mat and just try. And I think if you like it, great. If you don't, that's okay as well. But try out different styles, try out different teachers. You'll find something that vibes with you in the end. Another thing, I guess now with gyms being close, you too, such yeah. a good resource. Even a five minute, yoga class starting out slow if you want to just do five minutes that's great You can go longer if you want beginner classes like you don't have to be flexible at all it's just showing up mm-hmm.
1: that's another misconception I feel people think that you need to be like a gymnast or like have Not flexibility you know
0: anyone could do it doesn't matter what you look like mm-hmm. I still can't like sometimes I can touch my toes sometimes I can't and I'm like okay everything's different <laughs>
1: I feel like you also need to visit Bali. I love Indonesia and there are so many yoga retreats you need to go. And that's
0: what place. I've been looking up to because I'm like, that would be so much
1: fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no cockroaches to steal my earrings. Oh my God. Okay. What the heck? I remember you telling <laughs> me this story for the listeners out there. Tell us about this insane story about cockroaches stealing your earrings. <laughs> I always
0: used to tell her the story at work. she would be like, what? When I was living in the Amazon, our windows were often open, so they were not sealed. Like you didn't have like glass panes all the time. And I don't know what possessed me to take out my earrings and put them on my dresser that evening because I usually sleep with them in. These are pearls. These are freshwater <laughs> pearls. <laughs> so I yeah. put them on the dresser and in the middle of the night, I could hear like rustling in my room and I was like, okay, that is creepy. Like what is going on? I didn't see anything, whatever. I woke up the next morning and I was like, who stole my earrings? I ended up finding them underneath my computer monitor. Uh-huh. and I was like how did they get under there like this just doesn't make any sense oh my gosh so I put the I cleaned them off because I they were like dusty and I put them back in my ears and then I was like I, I have to put them back out on my yeah. dresser again to see if something happens woke up in the middle of oh. the night turned my flashlight on and this cockroach has rolled it underneath its stomach and is taking it up the wall and over
1: oh my gosh that is creepy and disgusting before I tried to kill
0: it I took a picture of it okay I'll cockroaches it. don't die by the way
1: oh my god that's disgusting ew did you like disinfect your pearl earrings of course I did good I don't know where that cockroach has been <laughs> <laughs> you have such interesting stories Allie like gosh off the top of your head what is your biggest adventure thus far my biggest adventure uh, like that's like shaped you. I, I feel like that's like a loaded question. Oh no, I have one. So when
0: I moved to Ecuador for school, mm-hmm. our second semester, we had to do a placement. Mm-hmm. Before I even started my program, I had such a defined, very specific, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to do it with this organization. I want to do it here. I want to do it with these people. I had it all planned out. Mm-hmm. I actually had my I had multiple meetings with the organization and then day before I was actually supposed to meet them in the Amazon, it fell through. And that had been, um, six months of planning. I was like mortified. I was like, I'm ready to go home. Like, I don't even want to live in this country anymore. Like it was very much like that. And then I ended up speaking with my coroner. She goes, I found something else. It's still in the Amazon. It's just not a, it's like a different area of the Amazon, different province completely. She goes, however, you're going to have to catch a bus in like four hours. And I was like, Okay.
1: And I'd only been in the country.
0: Yeah. So I had only been in the country four months. And I'm like, okay, I don't know anyone here. And my fear was that even though I had a grasp on this Spanish language itself, I was still like, now I'm gonna be like off on my own. Mm -hmm. Where people in the organization, there was still a few that spoke like broken English. So I at least I had that originally to be as like a fallback. So I ended up going on a bus. I ended up in the Amazon eight, nine hours later. I got a taxi at the the bus terminal and it took me to my hostel I called um the school principal because I was doing it in a um indigenous school Mm -hmm. and I was like like how do I get here and he's like oh well like you could just like walk down this street walk down that street and I was like okay I'll just like take a taxi I ended up going there and it was terrifying being now eight or more hours away from the girls that had become my family because I was living away from home so my family like immediate family wasn't even there but now I'm far away from the girls I had built relationships with the host family I was already living with now I'm living in indigenous cultures which were a lot different than what I was living with when I was in the capital Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of different cultural factors played into that it was scary everything about the entire situation I was like this is I can't do this it was like after a week I was like I don't think I told my coordinator I was like I don't think I can do this she goes you need to give yourself at least a month try wow. it then come back to me ended up being the best experience in my life like I still talk to the people that I built relationships with there till this day See?
1: there you go and it turned An to, it was
0: scary but it was five Love it, breathe it yeah there you
1: go See, you've had that experience. I've had multiple experiences where like I've been so afraid to do something, but I'm just like, just go for it, you know, go for it. You never know what's out there, the experiences that you can have, the friendships you can make, the connections, the stories that you're now like telling me, you know, it's amazing. No, it's
0: so true. Even this morning before we uh, were talking, I was prepping a girl for her university English exam. And that's a girl that I met there in the
1: Amazon. Oh, see, there you go. So it's like those things that I'm like, I like being able to still be part of people's lives. Oh, that's awesome. See, more adventures to come, I hope. I hope so. As we're wrapping up, I do have like a little activity.
0: Are you going to make me sing?
1: No, I'm not going to make you sing, oh. but I am going to attempt and hopefully not butcher these Spanish idioms. And oh gosh. I want to see if you can um, translate them for me and what they mean Okay. and help me with the pronunciation. So the first one I'm going to say is Tetira Los Tejos. Say it. I don't I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know if I'm saying this properly. Te tira los tejos.
0: I have no okay, idea. I'm gonna show is. you.
1: I'm gonna show you and you tell me. Tira is turn. I don't know what tejos is. Turn something. It means like the literal translation is throw discs at you, but it means to flirt. Oh, okay. Okay, let's Very try different. another one. Uh no sabre. No sabor. Okay, I'm going to get you to read them and then you can translate.
0: No saber ni papa de algo. Wait, I don't know nothing about... That could be a potato or it could be dad. Let me see the second part. I don't know nothing about
1: potatoes of something. Or is that dads of something? The literal (laughs) translation is not to know even a potato about something. But the meaning, I guess, is to have no idea about something.
0: So, papa is such a funny word because it means potato and father. Uh-huh. So, when the Pope came to Central America and everyone was trying to make signs for him, they said, Welcome, potato, but they meant to say, Welcome, father. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, let's try one more. Disfrutar como un Celebrate like a, I don't know what ñaño is. I
1: think this is like Central American Spanish. I just searched it. Okay. You want to hear the literal translation? To enjoy yourself like a dwarf. And the meaning is to have a great time. <laughs> is Spanish as. Was it hard to learn? 100%. I yeah. remember my first day, I was trying to
0: ask for ketchup and I was like, what is this? I was trying to explain to them, like, it's red. And this. And they're like, because for me, when you here salsa is like what we think of like when you're eating like tortilla chips salsa literally means sauce
1: there so everything is salsa de tomate which is ketchup Let's see are there so like honorific was- like a more formal and informal way of speaking 100 percent.
0: so like when you're going maybe to a marketplace and someone's older than you it's better to be like uh say if it was a lady could be like hola dona," like ma'am but someone young means you ma'am yeah oh dona yeah with an accent <laughs> so that's why I always made me laugh when I first heard her name that's hilarious but the one thing that I find is that and I find it a lot with music I'll be listening to a song going what are these people talking about and then a lot of Spanish artists come out of Puerto Rico mm-hmm. so they speak very like Boricua like very different Spanish than you find elsewhere
1: all right well Thank you so much for joining in my podcast. For our listeners, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> if you want my full name, um, it's Allie,
0: A-L-L-Y dot Goodlet, G-O-O-D-L-E-T. I have that. And then I actually started an Instagram just for fun because I didn't want to overwhelm people with my plant photos.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I have no, a, We didn't talk about much about your plants, but I do know that you are, you're a plant mama.
0: Yeah, I love, but specifically tropical plants. Um, but yeah, so I started an Instagram account for my plants and now I've turned it into with my yoga journey because I want to have a documentation of how things evolve over my mm-hmm. things. So that one's me, so in Spanish, so M-I okay. period Selva, S E L B A. So my jungle, that's what it means.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like so, that. <laughs> when okay. I was in the
0: Amazon, they always used to laugh and joke. And they used to call me Reina de la Selva, which means queen of the jungle. I it. So I didn't want to be like, I'm
1: the queen
0: on Instagram. So I just put my jungle.
1: <laughs> okay, you heard it here, folks. Go follow. And yeah, thank you so much, Ellie. Hinde. Oh, I don't even <laughs> say Hindi anymore. You know, I said it to Veronica towards the end. She's like, huh? <laughs> uh, okay, it's a well. highlight of my days oh, <laughs> well thank you so much and what like oh i, I thought i was gonna make a cameo but it's okay I mind then. <laughs> i want to hear her bark in this
0: i think she's i she stopped barking no, i was it, just joking. which i'm surprised about
1: did you share um with your family like your stripper name and if for the listeners out there stripper name is just a joke but remember it's your first pet and the street that you live on so oh, I know we, we said this at work but what, what is I remember name? mine what is yours
0: Carly Rutledge <laughs> it's such a good stripper name mine is like Max Ridgewood it's too
1: harsh it sounds like yes. you're like about
0: to like plummet someone to the ground
1: Oh, like exactly, like ready to fight. Uh, but it's so good. So, guys, if um, if you ever want to know your stripper name, it's your first pet and the street that you live on. So go ahead, write it down, say it out loud. Oh man. Well, thank you so much, and yeah, thank you. Bye, guys.
0: Bye. <laughs>